I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I'm Smith. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. We are without Seth this time. Gosh. He, uh, he's busy right now, so it's oh, going to be another yeah. weird energy episode with you and me. And I was caught working for these, what, two weeks? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. This corona thing's garbage, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. What's going on with you for the coronavirus? Well, I'm not getting unemployment for some fucking reason. Um, like, back when this whole thing started and I first lost my job, mm-hmm. I applied. I had the letter saying that, okay, I, I could get it from my employer. Ugh. <sighs> But the offices closed down, I called them, and ugh, it's just, it's terrible, dude. It was rough. I hate to say it, but that, that 1200 from Trump kind of saved me for two months. But now, now it's, it's, it's very much gone. So, you know, good old America and capitalism, dude, gotta find a job. Go back to a huge crowded space. In the middle of a pandemic, just so I can not be homeless. It's great. It's fucking great, man. You wore a mask, right? Oh, of course, definitely. Though there are a lot of people who aren't wearing them properly, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, dude, what's the point? But <laughs> like, uh, actually, yesterday, fucking at the place I work, some people actually caught the coronavirus, and they just. <laughs> just canceled that entire shift. I was like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a smart thing to do, though. It is, but, like, they do screenings before you get into the bin- into, your, into, the, into the building. Mm-hmm. So they take your temperature and ask you if you have any symptoms, blah, blah, blah. But it just seems like, you know, people are desperate enough to, like, <laughs> lie about it so mm-hmm. uh, this place is crumbling man what what are we gonna do man i was out at the uh time saver the other day ran in there to get so i get some gas and i ran inside to get a drink and there was a lady standing outside and she had a mask on i was like oh good for her she got a mask on and then she raised up a cigarette to her to her mouth and I realized that she had cut a little hole in the front of the mask to put the cigarette through <laughs> to take a smoke. See, the trick was it, it's not big enough for Corona to get through there. So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, this woman's a genius. The coronavirus, as we know, is about the size of a marble. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. When this whole thing started, I think it was WHO actually who were like, "Oh yeah, masks are not going to be useful because the virus can go through the the masks. It's too small." And then it was like, and that got a lot of people started off thinking, "We don't need masks. Masks are useless, right?" But right. what they were—they're right. That the virus is small enough that it can pass through the mask. But they—but what they didn't think at the time was that it's mostly captured in liquid, and the liquid will get caught in the mask, and that is what will protect you. All right. The yeah. virus is just floating through the air, you know, by itself. It's suspended in liquid most times. Oh, so like mucus when people sneeze and shit. Exactly. Or cough. Yes. Or talk. Or sing. Sing. Yeah, dude. Singing is, is worse than talking for spreading coronavirus. I mean, that makes sense. Still kind of weird, though. <laughs> Man, what's weird is how fucked we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. Like, on, on the podcast, we usually talk about, you know, the slow, the slow demise of, like, America and capitalism. But God, we're fighting really hard to protect it. Like, literally throwing people's lives away so we can think, protect our money. I think we're actually accelerating it right now. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> we shot that shit to a booster rocket, baby. We're headed for the moon. This 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 second wave is going to be devastating. <laughs> to, to have a second wave, the first one has to end. We just plateaued. <laughs> You're right. Oh, God, I keep forgetting that. It's like it looked. It looked better because like New York, you know, had just like exploded, and when they started going down, people were like, "Oh, it's getting better." It was just a New York thing, and now everywhere else, yeah, <laughs> it's picking up the slack. We're a fucking petri dish, and oh man, oh, it's gonna be so bad. I think Florida reported nine thousand new cases on Saturday by itself. Holy shit! It's <laughs> insane. I think if you were to treat every state in America as a country, we are currently doing worse than like 150 countries. And oh, yeah. I think that Florida actually would have been the biggest case load in the world on Saturday, except for Brazil. Just the state of Florida beat every other country except for Brazil. Because wow. Brazil is really fucking up. Oh, jeez. You know, they got that right-wing president, Bolsonaro, and who's like, I'm an athlete, so COVID has nothing to do with me. I <laughs> beat it easily. I'll do push-ups I, all day. I do sports. I'm good. Whatever. <laughs> uh, was he not around when, when the NBA closed, like, <laughs> the whole season for this? Like... <laughs> Oh, dude, he's a right, he's a right wing strong man. I guess thinks he's he got to project the invincibility. Oh, of course. Uh, but what scares me? So you got America. We're currently USA, USA number one, right mm-hmm. on the coronavirus awfulness scale. And Brazil's below us, but they're coming. They're working on it now. They're trying. They're getting oh, a yeah. lot of cases. But what scares me is about number five right now, India. Because India has not had like a, a leveling off or a plateauing or ups and downs, but it's just it's coming, it's moving up. <laughs> a billion people, and they do not have the strong central government that China had to to lock down and and stop this thing. It's a uh, I think India's gonna be pretty bad. Hot, you know, poor, you know, medical infrastructure and. 
dense populations, I don't think it'll be good. Oh yeah, you know what? What's really like <laughs> blowing my mind are these people who are like who are getting upset that that the government telling them to wear a mask is like tyranny or some shit. Like, yeah. How how <laughs> how has your life been so like carefree and great? That that's your fucking conclusion. Like, are you serious? Like, these people are actually out here. Like, it's my it's my right to go catch a fucking virus and die if I want. And I was like, like when when you say that <laughs> to like a committee, I'm just like, you're right. You know what? You're fucking right. You don't have to wear a mask, ma'am. But guess what? You're also not going into any of these stores and spreading it around with your dumb ass. Jesus Christ. It's like we've, it's like we've, America has been so anti-communist for so long that we now view public health as being a communist idea. Jesus. Making the most, the most minor, it's not even a sacrifice. It's not, I don't know what, it's the slightest modification to your life could save your life and other people, other people's, and they won't even do that. Mm. Fucking A, man. Which, which would go to show that even if we did everything right, like closed down and all this shit, there would still be people like that who would just, yeah. <laughs> just undo everything. People want to argue that if Hillary Clinton had won in 2016, we'd be doing better than right now. I got some bad news for you, buddy. You think the right-wingers are crazy right now under Trump who agrees with them? Can you imagine how insane they would be if Hillary Clinton was on TV telling them to wear masks? They, oh we'd probably God. be in a fucking civil war right now. Yeah. <laughs> but but at least, like, Hillary wouldn't have let it, let it get this bad. Like, she would have kept the fucking, like, response team around. And then when shit happened, they'd be like, alright, let's, let's stop for a little bit. And we wouldn't be nearly as bad off as we are now. Like, it's possible, ooh. but... I don't think that capitalism could sustain a shutdown of any length. We saw what happened the last time we tried it. Like, it yeah. just about goddamn killed the economy. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it again, for sure. Oh, yeah. And that's that's when everything's over. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I already I already lost two months of money. I, I, I can't. You know what's really funny is, back in 89, there was a Z-grade uh, movie... Um, shot on Super 8, in fact, and it was so cheap that it uh, called The Dead Next Door. Uh, and it was executive produced by Sam Raimi from Evil Dead. And Bruce Campbell actually dubbed over the main char- main actor's voice because he was so terrible. Damn. Uh, there's a moment, this, he, he voices two characters, by the way. He dubs over two guys. And there's a moment where those two characters meet and talk. And it's just Bruce Campbell talking to Bruce Campbell. And he makes no effort to change his voice for either character. <laughs> just <laughs> does not give a fuck. Oh, you gotta love Bruce Campbell, man. <laughs> but, but in that movie, there's a scene where that main character, he is watching a protest outside. And it's like long, it's like a stereotypical, like, parody of like long-haired liberals you know like hippies with their signs that say like zombie rights and you know free the undead and stuff like that (sighs) and as they're out there doing this like zombies descend on them and eat them and they refuse to defend themselves and let themselves get eaten by the zombies or whatever and my thought (laughs) my thought 
upon thinking about this scene again today is that they were absolutely right, but it was the other side that would be doing that. Right? Mm, yeah. Nowadays, right-wingers would be saying, like, you can't tell me I don't have the right to get bitten by a zombie and infected. That's my <laughs> choice. Oh, <laughs> uh, See, I gotta watch the movie now to see what happens in the future. <laughs> Where are we gonna be? It will be like if The Last of Us happened and... Uh, Motherfuckers be out there breathing those spores in. <laughs> ah, spores are good for you strong. <laughs> Look at me, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> and then, you know, the whole thing. That's just how it would be, apparently. People are fucking oh, stupid. Shit. Oh, yeah. God damn it. If, if, if Obama or whoever, whoever the big boogeyman is, was on TV saying, like, uh, we should uh, not let the zombies bite us, and we should stay away from the undead. <laughs> they will be out in the streets getting bitten, dude. They will be like biting <laughs> to own the limbs, <laughs> to own the limbs. Uh, what do you think about this, Obama? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we turned we've turned like medical science into a culture war. Oh God. <laughs> Oh so, man, so stupid. <laughs> oh man, so that's it's just been a we it's been weird to watch this whole thing happen, man. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, you got you got people uh, protesting against the police. Ugh. folks still getting murdered left and right. You know, I thought at the very least cops would like slow down with fucking police brutality and murdering people in the streets after all these protests specifically about that. But they're like, nah, we should probably like turn it up now. You know, there's random black people out there living their lives. Let's chop chop. Fucking I don't get it, man. I do not fucking get it. Yeah, you think they have the good sense to just like, hey, guys, let's just calm down. Or at least the PR, because... Police PR is fucking insanely good. Or at I'll least was. The copaganda? Yeah. I'll hand it to the port, not the, sorry, the Seattle police. They figure out the best way to defeat the Chaz was to just stop showing up. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that if you leave people alone and don't give them an enemy, they'll quickly dissolve into nothing. You know, if you just kind of like disappear for a while. Right, right. They'll forget about you. And it's weird how, like, for like for a month there, right, it was, like, coronavirus. And then it was a month of riots and protests. And now we're back to coronavirus again. And I'm confident that in July and and we'll switch back to, to protests, probably. Man. Because <laughs> next week, did you hear what's happening in New York City? No. Uh... They have 50,000 eviction cases coming up. For uh, for trial, oh, the new disasters here, baby. Woo! <laughs> God, God, this is like this is like that fucking just a cascade of shit this year, dude. He won't let up, man. Man, do you think it'll stop, or are we, or is twenty twenty going to hit us with something new like every month? Like, no, man, I feel like amazing. this is. We're just sliding into disaster here. This is real dying empire hours right now. Alright. Like, our vibe is just that of the Romans. We're gonna pack 300 years of decline into, like, seven months. <laughs> yeah! 
Pussy ass Romans uh, took 300 years to fall apart. America will do it in a year, baby. <laughs> We're USA. Number one. USA. We're number one. Exactly. <laughs> Man, it's going to be so fucking funny when, like, America just, like, collapses on itself and turn. Like, I, you know what we watched the other day? I rewatched uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah. That was kind of corny today, a little bit goofy, but it starts off with talking about a plague. That killed 80,000 people, and that caused the UK to descend into fascism. And I was like, only 80K? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> really? We don't get out of bed for less than 120,000 here in America, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. True that. Fucking Christ. And so, and it's like, also, like, America is requesting, you know, medicine from the UK, and we sent them grain shipments and stuff like that, and... It's just like, wow, this movie, some shit happened in this movie, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the prequel to, to me for Vendetta. <laughs> and also, at the, at the end of that movie, if you don't remember, the thing that sparks everybody to, like, riot against the police is that a little girl in a V-mask gets shot. Or a Guy ah, Fawkes mask gets shot and dies. Yeah. And she's a, little, she's a little white girl. In America here, if he shot a little white girl, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure we'd have burned down the Capitol by now. Sheesh. Well, then again, we did let Sandy Hook pass, yeah. and nothing mm-hmm. happened from that, so who knows? I mean, there was a huge riot, huge uh, huge turnout of people, but they deflect too good, man. I think we're not quite... We're in revolutionary conditions, but we're not in a moment yet. People mm. are not sufficiently radicalized. There's still too many liberals showing up to, to defuse the situation and to say, oh no, calm down. We should, you know, be peaceful. <laughs> and they think that, like, useful concessions are, like, painting Black Lives Matter on the street in front of the White House. Like, great. Yeah. You'd be fun the cops? That'd be even better. Oh. Are they like, we're going to make it so that Allison Brie doesn't voice an Asian character on BoJack Horseman anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. That's the real change we're looking for, baby. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's cool, but how about the police, though? Right. How about our <laughs> fucking corrupt-ass government who's giving all our money to the people who already have money? Yeah. <sighs> you want substantial change or whatever. And this just shows the okay, they don't want to do it. They're gonna they sit back they, till things get till things get like irreparably bad. Then they'll try to fix it. And it was like, hey, it's it's too fucking late, dude. It's too fucking late. Yeah, it's like, what do you think's gonna happen now? Like you you've gone you've gone too far in this whole situation. You can't come back. Like, did you hear that a big concession they've made, apparently, and this is not, I'm being kind of sarcastic here, is it going to recast the voice of Cleveland and Brown? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Man, that, <laughs> that's really going to change my life for the better. Who gives a fuck, man? I didn't know he was, well, I should have known he was voiced by a white guy, because... <laughs> I don't know a lot of black people itself like that. Yeah, that's probably true. 
They want to get Wendell Pierce to take over playing him. Now, I love Wendell Pierce's character. He's great in The Wire as Bunk. He's fantastic. He's one of the funny characters in that show. He did also physically attack and assault two Bernie fans one time for talking about being Bernie fans in front of him. Mm. So that's a little weird. Yeah, so that's a lot weird. Just, you know, weird shit. Also, he's in Jack Ryan. I forgot about that. He plays yeah. uh, he's Jack, <laughs> Jack Ryan's buddy. Jack Ryan's boss. Uh, you know what I hated by the way this whole coronavirus thing one thing that, that pissed me off what? was John Krasinski and his whole some good news bullshit did you ever see that I haven't seen it but I heard he sold it and you know made him richer or whatever yeah he, he sold it and not gonna be involved anymore but he did like some bullshit where he was like here's some cartoon or some, some colorings that I did and here's some good news that happened today or this week or whatever and I'm like shut the fuck up dude yeah who gives a shit about good news? Yeah, it's it's that it's that positivity thing. Like, oh, everything will be fine if you just stay positive and shit. Like, nah, man, it it doesn't work like that. I'm glad it makes you comfortable again, but you know, these are uncomfortable times, and it's only getting worse. Only getting worse. Some of us out here have real ass problems. Yeah, and we like can't stay around right? all day. Like getting evicted in the middle of a pandemic. Ugh. What's really funny to me is that the whole like rent situation was that it like they didn't stop rent. They stopped evictions. So in that time, the rent was still piling up. And if you couldn't yeah. make that rent three months ago, your ass the triple can't make it today. Yep. So I don't understand what they thought was going to happen. Like, did you think everyone was going to somehow just, like, get, you know, $10,000 to pay all their rents off? No. This is always going to happen. Jesus. And, and the thing is about the rent thing is there's it's it's a completely avoidable problem. If you if you didn't want to be a problem, it's not like the coronavirus where it's a virus that you can you can you can control that a little bit, right? But you have direct control over rent problems, <laughs> right? Just make it go away. Just say get fucked, landlords. Like yeah, just like just like what was it? There was a story talking about how the coronavirus treatment. It's going to be like $3,000 a pop. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, all these people, no jobs and shit. Um, make that shit free. Like, fuck, let the government fucking pay for it or some shit. Like, we ain't got time for this bullshit. Like, 100,000 people have died already. Like, why else still playing this game? <laughs> yeah, the, the company <sighs> that made it, Gilead, which is insane, they even had a company, Gilead, they based it off of the $12,000 cost of taking care of a coronavirus patient most hospitals have to deal with. Like instead, pay $3,000 for our treatment. And I was just like, or, <laughs> like you said, just make it fucking free. Mm -hmm. Because wouldn't that save them even more money? Yeah. And like their company would get a lot of recognition, money in the future, all this other shit. But no, that doesn't matter. What matters is the fucking bottom line here in America. It's like the guy who discovered the polio vaccine, he refused to patent it. He gave it away for fucking free. Because he was like, why should I profit off of something that people just need to live? 
Something that'll yeah. save children's lives. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't matter now. It's so sad that such a that such a rare attitude to encounter from people, you know. Yeah, it's because capitalism rots your brain and makes you think you need to profit off of stuff. Man, apparently, it rots your fucking soul too, because they don't fucking care. Like the dude who's boosting, uh, what was it, insulin prices by three hundred percent while people fucking died. He's like, eh, eh. And then, and then capped it at 30 now that there's a huge fucking disaster. Get fucked. Yeah. Well, in Virginia, Lee Carter, socialist uh, state uh, representative, actually pushed through a bill to cap um, insulin costs at $30 a dose, where it had been like 250 before that. I mean, hey, good on me. Good job. I mean, hey, one pop. Hey, there's there's just some fucking good news, John fucking Krasinski, Mr. CIA. <laughs> Jack Ryan. Jack fucking Ryan. I'm telling you, dude, Jack Ryan season three. Okay, season one, we got not Iran, all right? Season two, we got not Venezuela. Season oh. three, you know what we're getting? What? We're getting not Chaz. All right. It's happening. <laughs> Jack... Take these skinny jeans and these big glasses and get your ass over to Seattle. Oh. We need oh, you behind no. enemy lines. Fucking A. It's just Jack Ryan wandering around three blocks in Seattle smoking weed and, like, w- looking for terrorists. <laughs> Where they at? <laughs> Some kid blows up a cherry bomb in the park and he calls in an airstrike. What? That's not what happened, I'm telling you. Oh my god. It's just like, that's how sad it is. Not ready for this stuff, man. I think that in the fictionalized version of Jack Ryan, they should do, like, go go hyper with it. You know, instead of of Seattle, the the, the Antifa terrorists have taken over uh, Washington, D.C., or the White House, and they're controlling the White House grounds. The president is locked in a bunker. Jack, can you get in there and help? (laughs) Uh, epic, epic season, dude. <laughs> you know what's funny about Jack Ryan to me, real quick, just as far as the subject? And just about fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. But they never once talk about who the president is. Huh. Yeah. And I think it's because it's, well, they don't, they, they, they're probably just thinking, the writers are thinking, we're going to avoid the subject. We're not going to talk about the president, who it is, we're not going to get into all that. It's just the president's the president. And I was just like, but what they're really saying, though, is that it doesn't fucking matter who the president is. The CIA is going to be the fucking CIA, and they're going to do CIA shit. It doesn't matter who you got in office. Damn. That's what they're unconsciously saying, I think. I mean, it makes sense. I, I feel like that, that sounds fucking correct. Like, did the CIA's behavior change under Obama from George W. Bush? No. Fuck No. It's the same shit. They operate the same way. You can put a Republican or a Democrat in office. It doesn't fucking matter. They're gonna act. They're gonna. They're gonna keep doing their CIA shit because they're like they're like the fucking attack dog of capitalism. They have to be around to 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 shit on people. Oh. It was funny, by the way, on Saturday when America reported a record new number of coronavirus cases. It was like forty nine thousand cases. Cuba, oh. a country that has spent. 60 some odd years under like 
complete siege by by the entire Western world, by capitalism across the planet, just keeping Cuba down. You know how many cases they had? How many? Two. Nice. <laughs> Fucking nice. Because Cuba has a you know, pretty good medical science as well, and uh, and a great public health system. They have very the people the people are very poor in Cuba, but they don't want for things, right? Like somebody was like, I think it was somebody I can't remember who it was. They said they were who said it, they were like, if I was going to be poor, I'd want to be poor in Cuba, where at least I would know my shit was taken care of. Mm. So you know. I think North Korea has had zero cases so far. Wow. <laughs> I mean, not surprising given that they're completely cut off from the entire world, basically. But yeah. still, pretty funny. Kim Jong-un is just sitting up there like, look at all you sad, pathetic sons of bitches. With all your fucking coronavirus <laughs> and your plagues. I got nothing over here. It's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Just fucking chilling over here in the mountains, baby. No issues for us. <laughs> also, a while back, it's a thing where China and India had themselves a little bit of a fucking skirmish in the mountains. Yeah. What, what the shit was that about? From what I hear, they didn't even shoot. They fought hand to hand. Oh, respectable. It was like it was like shovels and fists like going up to get and like knives. I think like twenty people died over like I mean from what I think it was just some bullshit. It was like one like one side thought they were on their part of the border, and the other side thought they were on their part of the border, and no one could agree on which where they were actually at. So they had themselves a fucking throwdown in the mountains. And it's just like weird shit like that, man. Jeez. It reminds me how one time on the DMZ in, in the Koreas, there was a moment where, I, I, I can't remember which side it was, somebody wanted to cut down a tree in the DMZ, and the other side wanted the tree to remain. I think it was America. <laughs> I think America was the one that sent out two guys with axes to cut down the tree. And it's the demilitarized zone, right? So the North Koreans were like, axes are weapons. And so they showed up with a, with a truck full of 20 guys and killed the two Americans. And then it turned into a big incident. Holy shit. I think that's what happened. I can't remember. But it was, it was a, apparently it was like a tree. And America, I think, thought that North Korea was using the tree to spy. Like they were, they had like rigged up some spy cameras somehow in the tree. Oh. Because the tree's branches, you could like, you could like look into like the, the one of the offices on the American side, I think. Oh, okay. And I think somebody was like, yeah, that bird there? That's a fucking, it's a camera. That bird's a robot. Christ. Oh, man. So, aside from your work, Marcus, how's the how's the quarantine going up there in uh, your part of Georgia? Uh, as far as I know, fucking pretty good. Like, I don't see, like, many large groups of people. People I do see got masks when they go into like gas stations and stuff. They're pretty, pretty all right. Clap, clap for for my local folks around here. Respectable. That's good. Yeah. You got roommates, right? Yeah, yeah. How are you dealing with it? They're doing all right. Neither of them lost their jobs. One of them just started working from home, and the other one, he works 
for the government, kind of, but he like he's like a janitor, so mm-hmm. so he still goes to work. He's still getting his check, so it just leaves me out here scrambling around to find. Well, I've got my job, but it's not great. Yeah, can't complain though. Gets my bills paid. Woohoo! Have you considered uh, selling your body? I have, but I don't. I don't think people are desperate enough to <laughs> to buy all this goodness. You know. I mean, technically, you are selling your body, right? Like at work, like what your body is required to do your work, right? Like you're you're doing that. Are our hands and our our brains and our eyes different from our dick somehow? I mean, one's more valuable than the other. In my wait, which one? Because <laughs> I included brain in that category, Marcus. Which brain is more important than the other? One? I stand by what I say, David. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, take my uh, my eyes, my hands, my brain, but leave my penis. <laughs> Just leave me enough fucking like hind brain to get an erection. That's all I. That's all I ask. That's right. That's, that's all I want. So all the real moisture is still. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I do think there's an unfair stigma attached to sex work by calling it like selling your body or whatever because we're all selling our body in some way or another to to yeah. get by. Some people, some people shovel, some people fuck. You know, probably shouldn't have to fuck for money though. I think unless you like wanted to for whatever reason. Right, right. Probably I mean, if I could fuck for money, I definitely would. Yeah, true. But again, if you wanted to, right? Right, right. Yeah. I wanted to. I assume, though, that the problem when it comes to sex work is that very often there is a mismatch between what you want and what the other person wants in this situation. True. So that's, yeah. the, that's the problem. Yeah. And I don't think that that's equivalent to me having to listen to my old-ass co-worker tell stories about what it was like in the 70s, you know? I don't want to deal with him and listen to him talk, but he's also not fucking me, so... (laughs) I mean, technically he's fucking your ear with his bullshit, (laughs) so... (laughs) True, but I can just, like, retreat in my brain and think about, like, minotaurs or whatever instead for a while. Uh, See, I keep keep thinking your co-worker is talking about prostitution in the 70s, (laughs) and you're thinking about prostitution... Minotaurs in the seventies. <laughs> that's that's a weird train of thought, but all right. It's hard out here for a hooker minotaur, you know. Match. <laughs> not many takers, unless you're into like hentai type shit. Right. I'm not sure to talk about it on this podcast on the podcast show or not, Marcus. But I did. I did agree with you. Finally, I've come around to your Ooh. point of view. The only ethical form of pornography is hentai. Mm. Hey, man. We, we all realize it at some point. Just Because mm. you, you're thinking about, like, all the folks that get hurt in the production of, of pornography. You know, most pornography, people being exploited, uh, you know, in more ways than normal labor is. 
And, uh, but in hentai, it's just some pervert in a room drawing some pictures. No one's getting hurt there. I mean, yeah, you're right. That pervert's just chilling, baby. Mm-hmm. He's just having a good time. Living out his sick fantasies and, and no one gets hurt. Yeah, that's fine. I think. Uh, now, listeners, if I'm if I'm missing some kind of element of skeeviness, <laughs> more so than normally in the hentai industry, and people are somehow being hurt by this, please let me know because I would like to be corrected on this. But I I, I think generally speaking, I, I'm probably correct here. And that is hentai. You know, there's American and Western versions of cartoon porn, right? It exists. Right, right. It happens. So you know, seems like no one's getting hurt in that. For the most part, yeah. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like the smoking weed of pornography. I was getting hurt off this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> weed smoke of pornography. You know I'm right here, Marcus. It's the it's the weed of porno- pornography. I mean, yeah, but I just wasn't expecting that that analogy. I was like, ah, all right, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit weirder because I think that some uh the, the subject matter of hentai can get into some weird shit very quickly. Definitely. Definitely. Whereas most weed is just like, yeah, alright. I feel pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless you're Maureen Dowd and you eat eight uh, uh edibles at once and lay on the floor <laughs> thinking you're going to die and the time <laughs> is frozen solid around you. <laughs> Oh god, I did. God, I've never eaten that many edibles at once, but I did accidentally put myself in like <laughs> a weird like cycle of high when I made some weed brownies. Mm-hmm. Dude, okay, so it's imagine this: it's your weekend off. You've All got right. weed. You've got brownie mix. You're like hell yeah, fucking whip it all up. I could have made like what is it? marijuana butter but that process is long and tiring so i just picked it off ground that shit up put it in the mix bake that shit i was like all right this is fine cut it up into nine brownies ate one i was like i should wait a little bit but these brownies are really good i eat a second <laughs> one <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch i know you thought with your fucking eyes over your brain and the funny thing was like as I was finishing the second brownie it all hit me all together (laughs) just like (sighs) (laughs) so so I retreat to my room play video games watch watch movies and shit it was like uh, and then you know when you get high you get the munchies right yes guess what dude holy fuck their brownie hits here I eat two more brownies. No, you didn't. I did. I did. So, so I'm basically high all weekend. Get the munchies and then eat these brownies. So when Monday rolls around again, like I'm waking up, I'm still kind of high. And I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go to work. And I was like, you know what? Let's bring some brownies to work. No, you didn't. At, at this time, I forgot... You could not have. This is this is a lie. This is bullshit, I, dude. I I was so high I forgot I put weed in these brownies. 
<laughs> so like I'm hungry, I didn't eat anything, so I'm on my way to work and I eat the brownie. I'm like, no, fuck, these are weed brownies. <laughs> Listeners, I don't believe this part of the story. I believe he knew they were weed brownies, but please oh proceed. Wait, which and job was this? This was when I was working at Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, oh. Jeff! Jeff was like, oh. "What? <laughs> what is this fucker doing?" Uh, suck my dick, Jeff! Uh. Just giggling at packages, like thinking about the word oh "package" and getting, starting to laugh. <laughs> you don't understand. I was trying so hard to. <laughs> my eyes are red. I'm walking slowly. Shit! <laughs> it's like, oh god. And one of my coworkers, he, he, he taps me. He's like, "You're high as fuck, aren't you?" <laughs> I, was like, I was laughing so hard. I like leaned on a box. I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> then my fuck face supervisor comes around. I was like, "Hey, hey, don't don't lean on those boxes." <laughs> I looked this man in his eyes, and I was just like. <gasps> What? <laughs> <laughs> the true stoner's response. Oh, oh my god! But that was that was just a fucking wild ass day. And, <laughs> and luckily, I didn't eat all the brownies. I still had one left. No, and I sold it to that dude uh, who was like, "Hey, are you high?" <laughs> respect, respect off of that word. Marcus, you're like, this is like a story from Greek myth. <laughs> we, could, we could take this story and you would fit perfectly in the Greek myth canon. Oh, you, hell yeah. The story of a man, <laughs> a flawed, beautiful moron. Thank you. So that's the thing you ever said to me. Who, who bakes these brownies oh, that has drugs in them. Oh, and God. then... He thinks to himself, I'll eat some of them, but also, these are very good brownies, and I want to eat more of them, despite the fact it'll compound the drugs I already have. You thought with your stomach over your brain, and I respect that. You highlighted one of the the biggest flaws of the human condition. Uh, I'm, here, I'm here all week, baby. This, this story should be canonized. Yes, finally. <laughs> Marcus, this, the Greek, the Greek god. This belongs to song al- alongside like Arachnea and Sisyphus. Like these are perfect, yes. just examples. Like we got air, you're gluttony. We got arrogance, <laughs> and we got gluttony right over here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, Fucking dude, gluttony. I love it. <laughs> I ever tell you about the story, you probably know this already, but about my experience with weed brownies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely have. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk to the listeners then. Yes, yes. There please. was a time when I was subletting an apartment from a friend of me and Marcus's. I didn't, I had no reason to do this. It was a terrible idea. I did not have the money for it. I had no job. I had nothing to do. I sat in my room and played Fallout fucking uh, New Vegas. Yeah. No, no, Fallout 3, sorry, constantly. Oh. That's all I did. I had mm. no furniture. I sat, I sat on the fucking floor. It was insane. 
My diet every day was one can of Vienna sausages, a cosmic brownie, and all the water I could possibly want. Yeah. One of my roommates, I live with three women at this point, one of my roommates, she thought that she was going to make weed brownies. And she did, but also she was terrible at cooking. And so oh. she forgot that she was making weed brownies. And all of a sudden, there's smoke all over the house. Oh, no. And so she, her bright idea is, I have to dispose of the evidence. And we got high, by the way. Contact high of this brownie smoke. <laughs> she yes. grabs the brownie pan and she just sprints towards the balcony and throws the, the brownie and the pan over the side, smoke just still billowing off of it into the bushes below. We were on the third floor. It was apartment complex. Uh-huh. On the first floor was a police officer. You could see his <laughs> You could see his radio car from the balcony. She just threw uh-huh. an entire pan of weed brownies into his bushes. <laughs> and so we had to clear the fuck out of that place for a couple of days. Because um, no, people are very smart, you know? Oh, yes. Much, much intelligent. <laughs> oh, man, Marcus. I cannot get over this. <laughs> <laughs> you and the fucking brownies. Hey, dude. It was going to happen, man. This is why you have to make weed brownies with other people so you can't eat all of them by yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Also, I'm very smart because when my friend's gonna make weed brownies, my roommate, I said, "Wait, how can you make weed brownies? Want to just burn?" And she was like, "How do you think you get high?" <laughs> I thought for some reason that if if the weed burned, it would ruin it or whatever. I don't know why I thought that, but she was like, <laughs> she was like, "But you smoke weed, Smith." And I was like, oh, you're right, I do, don't I? <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined the weed. <laughs> you burned it, you dumb fuck. It can't be used anymore. Oh, why am I high? Oh, so that was, that was a great brain moment for me right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, oh, dude. Man. I have another weed story, but I feel like I should save it for a later episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep it keep it close to the, the vest for right now. All right. My need for content. Seth's going to be going for a while, so. We got okay, yeah. to have ourselves a little bit of content. Milk the weed stories. <laughs> oh, we can tell some stories. Oh, oh yes. We have, to be very, we have to be very general, though. We don't want to incriminate anyone from our college years. True. <laughs> we can incriminate ourselves, though. <laughs> I mean, come on. What's the statute of limitations on that? I don't know. I don't know, man. No, fuck that. Okay. For years, comedians told stories about doing drugs and never got in trouble. There's got to be some kind of law that says you got to be caught with the shit on you. Are, are we comedians? No, but... <laughs> I mean, comedians are just Excellent. idiots who tell jokes. I mean, it's not like they have some kind of special Ooh. class to them. It, they don't have, like, plus five to police resistance or some <laughs> shit. Damn it, you're right. Richard Pryor used to tell a story of how he got burned up doing freebasing shit. I mean, come on, if he can do that, we gotta be fine, right? Yeah, totally. 
good. Just, just to be safe, parody uh, in Minecraft jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these yes. stories you just told you took place in Minecraft. Yep. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> True story. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Marcus. Yeah. What you been, uh, you been, you been, uh, playing anything, watching anything recently? Dude, I have been playing the shit out of Sea of Thieves. Really? Yes. How's that? It's, it's pretty sweet. Like, okay, so it recently came out on PC, probably like last week. And like a bunch of my other friends finally picked it up, and I <laughs> I just realized like this shit's been out on Xbox for two fucking years. Holy shit! And yeah, it, it's pretty fun. It's like it's a very open game. You're a fucking pirate. You can like work with these factions to like fight skeletons, dig up buried treasure, and deliver shit. Very piratey, you know. Yeah. And obviously while you're doing these things, other pirates in the world can fight you, steal your shit, and sell it as their own. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's cool. And there's a there's a overarching storyline, there's fucking ghosts, there's some pirate king ghost who's like, Man, you all are bitches, I'm taking over. And you gotta fight his fucking ghost armada. It's 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 cool. It's a real cool game. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I remember watching people stream it back when it came out. Mm. And it seemed kind of like a really good goof-off kind of game. Goof-off? Like, not a lot of, like, concrete objectives. Just jump in a boat and do whatever the hell you want. And, yeah. And see where it takes you. But if you want, if you want that, that hype, pirate-on-pirate pirate action, you gotta go to the arena. Oh, really? What's this? So, the arena, it's, it's the same base game, but... It's like, hey, you're on a mad dash to get the most points. So if you kill another pirate, you get points. You steal treasure, you get points. You sink a ship, you get points. And there's there's a treasure chest that lights up like a fucking beacon that'll give you a, a shit ton of points. So the main game is everyone tries to get that chest and sell it to get all those points. But in doing so, all the other pirates are just like, nah, bro, we're going to get that chest. So they're going to be murdering you, sinking your ship, stealing that fucking treasure. It's awesome. It's fucking hectic. I love it. I suck at it, but damn is it fun. What happens if a treasure sinks to the bottom of the ocean? Uh, well, treasures mostly float. Oh, okay. So, right there on the surface. Well, that's handy. Yeah. And your boats have fucking, like, harpoon guns. So if you're you're full speeding and you see that shit like in the water one of your crewmates can just jump on the harpoon gun and if they're fucking good fucking drive by shoot that shit bring it right to your boat works on the characters too so it's fucking sick does the harpoon gun damage you when it hits you no oh come on that's not that's it's not but (laughs) function function over form i guess you're right yeah, I, I, I heard they added a lot of stuff to the game, like a Kraken, and there's like... Oh, yeah. Powerful pirates to go fight now, or whatever. Yeah. There's a fleet of skelly ships, basically just NPC, NPC ships you can fight. 
There's uh, strongholds, which are protected by like waves of skeletons, and they give lots of loot. Um, they did add the ghost fleet, which is a, a new thing. Uh, yeah, the Kraken's a real bitch, though. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, it's like, after, after all the events have been, like, either timed out or people complete them, the Kraken attacks somebody on the map. Just, just, yeah. If you're out in open water, tentacles. He's gonna suck you off your boat, slap your boat. Suck me off my boat, alright. Yeah, yeah, the fucking Kraken tentacle has a goddamn mouth. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And Tell it sucks more. so hard. Just <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now we're in business. <laughs> My brain just registered what the fuck I just said. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for like 30 seconds now. Oh, God. You said suck me off, and I got my perked up. Oh, oh mm. you put that chip away. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, in, I think that in real life, the Kraken would also be a real dick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if it existed, a giant squid is not going to be necessarily our our best friend. Truth. Fucking truth. Is it a squid or, a, or an octopus? Now that I think about it. It's. It looks to be an octopus. Because it doesn't have, like, those weird specialty ones. Yeah. And there's a lot of ink when you, like, encounter the Kraken. All you see is, like, black water and its tentacles surrounding your ship, so. Do you ever see its maw? Or its, like, body? No. And I'm kind of <laughs> glad for that. I'd be fucking terrified. There's there's a another giant sea monster, fucking the megalodon. Oh, it's a giant fucking shark. <laughs> Comes in all kinds of colors. I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Are certain colors tougher than others, or something, or what? That's a good question. I think it depends, like, what boat you have. Wait, can you every... fight the megalodon? Yes, you can. Can you kill it? Yes. Oh, okay. And after you kill it, it might drop some loot, and it's gonna drop some megalodon meat. Just fucking huge, like it looks like a a big ass turkey. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's now, cool what do you thing. do with the megalodon meat? You can cook it and use it as a potion. Basically, eat it, regen your health, yeah. or you can sell it. <laughs> like okay. you know, any pirate would do, eat Makes it or sell sense. it. Makes sense. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing. Uh, the Last of Us 2. Ooh. Uh, I think a lot of people who listen to the show will know that me and Seth had some negative things to say about the game. Uh, but I've not played it. I've only watched the story. And oh. now I, I kind of, I'm one of those people who believes that in order to talk shit, you have to like put your money up and actually experience the thing. Or maybe it's your money, but in some way, we'll say experience what you're talking about, right? All right. And since I really can't pirate a PS4 game, I I did give Donny Dog my money and <laughs> I gave I gave Neil Cuckman sixty dollars so that I could experience his magnum opus. Oh. And I'll say this: the game has solid gameplay. It's the same as Last of Us One. If you like that, you will like this: sneaking, shooting, killing guys, all the same stuff. Like it's it's great. Uh, gameplay is very good in that sense. Uh, it's almost like it's one of the things where I'm most, I'm most disappointed in that they didn't try anything new. Like, there's there's some stuff like, oh, you can go prone now. And you can, like, you can do this weird, this weird thing where you, like, you fall backwards onto your back. That doesn't sound too useful at first. 
but you could use it to do some like crazy MGS5 bullshit. Like you can, you can fall and throw a Molotov to the side or whatever, and like while you're falling, you really can't get shot. So like you can just like fall out of cover, hit a guy with a Molotov, or shoot him or whatever. That's pretty funny. You can do All some right. goofy stuff. Um, and I mean, but the thing is, the story is just bad. The story is like starts off first up. It's like, hey, by the way, Joel is a bad dude. He was wrong. You should feel bad if you if you empathize with him at all. Uh, but here we are. And then, I guess I'll say some spoilers here real quick. But I mean, if you really are out there, you've probably seen this already. There are two characters you play as in the game. There's Ellie and there's Abby. And Abby is like a fucking a brick shithouse of a, of a person. And like, she kills infected by like breaking their fucking necks. And like a real G. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess also humans and like you know Ellie fights with a knife and and Abby just fucking throws haymakers and jabs into motherfuckers and it's it's very satisfying to play as Abby actually because <laughs> you're just like get fucked. Mm. Although I will say this, it seems like I've I've watched the animations on these characters pretty closely, and Ellie will grab a, a a clicker you know and stab it in the neck or whatever. And she puts her hand directly on its mouth, which, uh, I mean... Keep, keep it quiet, yeah, yeah. The thing is, sure, she's immune to, to the infection, so she's fine. Abby should not be putting her hand anywhere near this motherfucker's <laughs> mouth. Please, no, do not. I repeat, do not put your hand near the mouth of a clicker or a runner or what the fuck ever. the infectious zombie thing, yeah. yeah yes, right. please. <laughs> Maybe she has a lot of faith in those guns. She does. I mean, grab the jaw, hold his mouth shut if you need to from below, like a fucking alligator if you have to do that, but please. I need you to not put your hand in his mouth, like, just begging to be infected. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's fine. There's a, I did an open world section of the game, which is pretty interesting. It was not really that big, maybe like two hours or so of, of stuff to do, but it was pretty cool to just ride around and Okay. And see the sights and stuff, and solve little small environmental puzzles. Um, but the story overall is just like, aside from some cute, heartwarming moments that are sprinkled sprinkled throughout, it's just like, man, isn't everything terrible and shitty? And look I at you, look at you, you shitty motherfucker, getting down in that manure and just like <laughs> spreading all over yourself. Manure. You love that shit, don't you? <laughs> Look at you, you dirty pig player. Mm. Oh, oink, oink. Mm, get in there. <laughs> what the shit? There's like times, you know, where like the shooting in the game uh, it suffers from the standard Uncharted and Last of Us thing where like the guns don't ever quite feel good to shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, which might be a good thing. I don't know. But like, when you shoot people... Like, they're way more reactive than they were in The Last of Us 1. Like, I shot a guy in the arm and it blew his arm off, which was crazy. And then he laid on the ground and held his other arm over the stump of where his arm used to be and, like, screamed for help. And I oh, didn't shit. kill him. My AI partner went over and shot him and killed him. And I was just like... <laughs> oh, you left one alive, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I accidentally shot a guy in the stomach when I was trying to go for his head, because, you know, you want to go for headshots, obviously, to save your ammo. Right. And he, he just, like, falls down, and he's like, oh, God, please, no! And I'm just like, well, fuck. 
they said that I ignored him and was like, well, he's down. He picked his gun up and shot me in the back. Yeah. So, <laughs> you had no choice. You have to go ham with these motherfuckers. Damn. And it's just like, it, it makes you feel bad for playing it, which is fine. Like, the Spec Ops line did this. Papers, please did this. It's not an unusual thing to make it, for a game to, to try to make you feel bad for playing it, right? That's War of Mine. Yeah. You felt bad playing that game. But here, it feels cheap because you. You obviously want me to shoot these people. Like, you gave me no other option but to kill them. And you you have made it glitzy and glamorous to shoot people. But then you turn around and make you want to feel bad about it. So, what are you actually trying to do here, game? What's your message? Interesting. I mean, yeah, usually when they do stuff like that, it's to reinforce, like, something they're trying to tell you in the game. So, uh, murder is bad. <laughs> but like you said, what's your fucking other option? Like, can you knock people out? Like, no. I mean, if your if if your message is that murder is bad and violence sucks, then I understand. Yeah, sure, I get that. But don't let me wallow in it to to explain that to me. Like, it feels like you're you're like a, like a puritanical like punishing me for something that I didn't have a choice in doing. Right. Hmm. Man, speaking of choice, like, in the first Last of Us, you didn't really have a choice, like, as far as killing Ellie or not. Like, Joel was like, hey, this isn't happening. <laughs> I mean, so, but would, would you have let them kill Ellie? I mean, no, but still, <laughs> gameplay-wise, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I, I couldn't be like, you know what? Yeah, sacrifice this little girl, so... We can have a fucking vaccine for fungus. Alright. There's no other way to play it, right? Like, there's no other way. Like, Joel's gonna walk into that room, he's gonna shoot that lead doctor, and then take Ellie and walk out. Now, you can stealth your way in there. I- I've done it. You can, you can sneak past everybody in that fucking level and get to her and only kill one person. But there's no other way around it. So why are you fucking, like, trying to make me feel bad for something I had no control over as a player? Right. You know? But if that's the case, are there like more? Is there more choice in this last of no. us two? So far, I haven't had any choices. It's been like murder, 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 murder. <laughs> uh, like at one point, you're Ellie's captured, right? And the guy's got her tied up, and they're gonna like torture her or shoot her or whatever for information. Um, and as she's like trying to struggle, uh, her partner shows up and shoots the one guy and kills him, right? And then she then gets captured by the other person who's going to kill you, and he's like choking her to death. And you you like do a QTE to like get a, to like you know un, like cut yourself free and go after him. And then there's like that's it. There's no choice. Like you you slam a, a, neck, a knife into his neck and murder him. And Ellie rips off a fucking one liner, and you're like, <laughs> and the game then is like makes you try to feel bad about it. And I'm like, but why? First of all, I didn't have the other option here. You didn't even get. Like, I didn't, there was no, like, pick up a bottle and knock him out or some shit. It was pick up the knife and stab him. You didn't give me another way out of this. And also, fuck that guy. I don't feel bad <laughs> about killing him. Fuck him. He was trying to torture me for information five seconds ago. I'm okay with killing that dude. Like, fuck you. Uh... It's like, it's like the, game's, the whole, game's whole thing is... You had to kill somebody. Oh man, wasn't that hard? Doesn't it suck to have to kill somebody? And then it was like, there's ten minutes of reasons why you absolutely had no other choice. They were gonna like murder you or rape you or eat you or some shit. 
It's like, what was the option besides murder here? Like, and and you then make me feel bad. You then go and justify what I did to me, or what I what you justify what I did in my mind. So I don't get it. It's like, it's just bad writing, is what it is. If they had, if they, if you if you had then spent ten minutes showing this person actually could have been reasoned with in some way, and we could have avoided conflict. Okay, yeah, I'd feel bad. But if they're a murderous psychopath. I don't feel bad for that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I definitely got to give uh, Last of Us 2 a shot. Sounds fun. I mean, it's, a fun it's fun moment moment gameplay. Gameplay is fine. It's, it's, it's like, it's just fun to play. You know, it's a fine game. But if you think about the story at all, it starts to like a little... Like, just skip the cutscenes, man. If you can, just walk past that shit because it's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Uh, on that front, and uh, there's a sex scene in the game. Uh, oh boy. Got a lot of criticism. Uh, first of all, from the wrong, I think, people. It's like it's like transphobic nonsense because they're like, oh, the girl has muscles, so she has to be a guy, actually. And what? Yeah, dude. There are people who are like, Abby is muscular, so she's actually a guy, and she's transgender. Which is not true, as far as I can tell in the game so far. Has not been revealed that's the truth. And it wouldn't matter if it was. Like, who gives a fuck? Right. And so people are getting very nasty about that. And, and of course, you know, Ellie's a lesbian, so that's got to be a big problem for some people. Like, oh god, a girl, and she's got a girlfriend. Oh no. <laughs> the sky is falling. And it's just like, <clears throat> shut the fuck up, who cares, man? Lesbians in my video game? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, why do you give a fuck? I don't understand, man. Who knows? And so, I'll be honest, they never had a chance with Ellie anyway. So, <laughs> well, yes, because in the first game she was fourteen years old. So there you go. Yes, and then in the second game, yes, she's a, I guess an adult who's a lesbian. Doesn't that doesn't matter? It's a virtual fucking character. Shut the fuck up. Doesn't who cares? I don't know. It's just like culture war nonsense. They're like, oh, and even some people who were like, okay, Abby's a girl, but she's not realistic because she can't get jacked. She, a woman couldn't get jacked without steroids. Women can definitely get jacked. And I'm like, first of all, I've seen some jacked women. That's not true at all. Also, in this game, which takes place 25 years after the fall of human civilization, you're still using gasoline to power things. Gas goes bad in two years. So... If you want to start your scientific critique of the Last of Us universe, let's start with that. Let's start from there <laughs> and work our way up to other things. I mean, that's a nice shelf life, but damn. I didn't know gas could go bad. Yeah, man, it, turns, it turns into like goo after two years. Oh, it, can't, it like, doesn't work anymore. Like back to crude or? No, it turns into like a thick jelly-like like mass. It, 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 something and it loses its, its potency. Uh, Diesel right. lasts longer. Less about three or four years. Jet fuel can last for five. The more refined it is, essentially, the longer it'll last. Uh, but yeah, man, like gas goes bad very quickly. And sure. they use gas for all kinds of shit in this fucking game. So, also, they're eating canned food. I'm sorry, man. I love canned food, but it goes bad. It goes bad. It does not last forever. <laughs> you can't eat that shit forever. Does it hold longer than two years? I think it, I think I think it, uh, if you really do well with canned food, it can go for like maybe five, maybe. Hey, we did it, boys! <laughs> Confirmed. But man, it would be super risky because you know your ass does not want to get botulism, and you do not want to get botulism with no modern medical facilities to help you. 
True. You will probably fucking die. <laughs> like that's a, that's a bad way to die. Shitting and puking yourself to death is not a fun way to go. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Dying of dehydration in a field because you ate a can of beans that was expired. <laughs> The beans! The beans got me! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Curse you, beans! <laughs> oh, man. Oh. At that point, I would be like, zombies, take me! <laughs> like, nah, bro, you're, <laughs> you're spoiled kids. <laughs> yeah, we can't eat that. You're tainted meat, man. <laughs> it reminds me of... Not good. It just reminds me of how there was a scene in The Walking Dead later episode, later seasons where there was a guy, he was from The Wire actually, he's a pretty good actor, who, he gets bitten by a zombie, right? And he, he hides it from everybody else. Because of course, everybody fucking hides it in these in, in this shit. Right? That's how you get your, your conflict, your drama. Yeah. But then, later on, he is captured by cannibals and they eat parts of him. And <laughs> he he's like shrunk, he starts laughing and he's like laughing at him and he's like you just ate I'm I'm he's like I thought he say like I'm tainted in meat or something like that and oh, explains yeah. he got bit by the zombie or whatever and they're like oh god <laughs> that's fucked up dude yeah <laughs> I'm sorry that shit was hilarious they did get mad oh so you saw it you watched this happen yeah. I did see that. <laughs> yeah, that was it was so funny how mad they got at him. <laughs> Motherfucker, you ate me. How could you do that to us? We're just trying to eat. I <laughs> <laughs> pay for the consequences, fucko. It gets funnier the more I think about it. Just the indi- the indignation of like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. You didn't disclose you had HIV before we ate you? How dare you? <laughs> How Fuck dare you. you? Fuck you, you're trying to eat me. <laughs> Dude, that's what I would do. There's cannibals trying to eat me. I'd be like, I got HIV, man. I got hep C, whatever. It's all mm-hmm. up in me. I'm going to eat up. <laughs> Seat's taken at this table, baby. Move on. You're going to eat me? Start with my ass. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to eat, and I think my line would be, if you're going to eat me, start with my eyes. So I'm going to look at your ugly ass. Or some oh. shit. I don't know. Get a burn in for like eating, you know? Sick, sick burn, bro. Don't think about it a couple days later and be like, man, that guy got you good, Jerry. He got you real good with that one. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to eat him here. <laughs> so big old, big old chunk of my ass, like sizzling on my grill. <laughs> They're like, that guy got you good, Jerry. He's like, shut the fuck oh, up, man. Oh. It's like, oh, really? Oh, really? I seem to be eating his ass at the moment. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we've gone completely off the rails here. So it's probably time for us to end the episode. (laughs) Set the brakes on this one. Anyways. It's uh, the eating ass episode. (laughs) That's the title. The eating ass episode. Uh, This has been the Illennials podcast. I am a Smith. You can find me on uh, Twitter at MCSurf. And I am uh, Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at MrBeaches. And I also do our first podcast. There we go. You can, uh, let's see here. You can find our co-host Seth on Letterboxd at Canazarus and uh, on uh, Twitter at Illenial Seth. He misspelled Illenial though. He'll use one N, so that's on him. You, you might want to spell Canazarus too, because I still can't spell that. I've heard it like every week, and I still can't spell it. 
Let me see here. Letterboxd. Uh, Knazer is K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. Uh, let me see here. His most recently reviewed film is Mamma Mia. Here we go again. He gave it four stars. Oh, okay. So this is the sequel to Mamma Mia he's been watching. Oh. He also reviewed Divergent from 2014. It says... Oh. Is there anything more 2014 than casting Theo James and Jai Courtney in a franchise action movie? Yes, there is the soundtrack to this movie. So, <laughs> that's our boy out there getting it done. Uh, our podcast, or sorry, our theme song was done by Ben Powell. Uh, he has a podcast called Southern Smackdown, uh, where he and his co hosts talk about wrestling. They're both from the South, so that sounds interesting. Go check it out. Marcus, do you want to hit us with a fuck somebody? Oh, um, fuck landlords, dude. Fuck them. Fuck them. Right. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and trying to outlive them. Shit, it's been so long. You can say anything. Oh, yeah. Right. Fuck. Brain. Brain. Fuck landlords again. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, and from... What does he say? From New Orleans to New York? From... <laughs> <laughs> we butchered the ending. Fuck, Marcus. I see you, podcast, baby. We're out. Bye.